You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. back for yet another episode of the boogeyman's closet as always i am mike alvarez maurice killifer and unfortunately Susie can't join us today but we do have two returning guests we're back yes we are <laughs> hello i'm colin Farrell's penis <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's josh <laughs> Guys, I, I'm getting this strange feeling of deja vu, like we've discussed this movie before. Well, yeah, <laughs> we should probably tell everybody. We're, we're continuing our month of uh, remakes and requels, round three, uh, with episode 142. This time we're discussing Fright Night from 2011. It's an hour and 46 minutes, directed by Craig Gillespie. Uh, we would know him from Mr. Woodcock, La- Lars and the Real Girl, Cruella, and most recently Pam and Tommy. Uh, but yeah, oh, as, as... that's why I keep thinking about the penis. <laughs> in, in that one, it was talking, though. So, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as Dawn said, there's a little bit of deja vu because we all did this once before. So let's go around this here table and see what everyone thinks. Dawn, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts mm. on the remake of Fright Night? Since usually you're the remake hater. I am the remake hater, and this is one of the few where I'm fine with it. Mm. Um, Does it hold up to the original? (laughs) Well, I like it, but I don't think it holds up to the original. The lack of homoeroticism in this one (laughs) compared to the last one is very disappointment. (laughs) Oh, Brewster! Um... The lack of Billy Cole alone. Like, there's no Billy Cole character. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have thoughts on that, which I will get to in a bit. <laughs> um, th- There are certain things, yeah, watching it critically. I'm like, uh, I, like I swear David Tennant is just doing an impersonation of Russell Brand. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I never noticed that until this view- last viewing I did of it. I'm like, uh, that's just... Th- did they want Russell Brand and he was like, fuck that. I'm doing rock of ages. And <laughs> um, it was blatantly obvious that this was filmed for 3d. Oh, uh, <laughs> like it very, very much was like, Hey, look, here's some glass going towards the, the, uh, the screen. Oh, look, some blood going towards the screen. Here's a you dirt know? bike in 3d. <laughs> Yeah, and the CGI is Ugh. not great. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. Uh, I think some characters could have been used better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some were not needed at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's some I like this version of the character more than the original. <laughs> There's one character I like more yeah, than the original. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's one character I like more than the original. Um, other than that, yeah, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy it. Uh, would I st- would I allow Colin Farrell to bite me on the neck? Yes. <laughs> Even with his giant shark mouth? 
Yes, um, <laughs> but that's just me. He doesn't have to be a vampire or anything. That's just me. Um, I would allow David Tennant that way too. But um, yeah, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'm not going any further. <laughs> <laughs> I'll toss it over to you, Josh. What are your thoughts? You know, I I got some feelings. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen this in a long time. And I haven't actually watched the original since we reviewed it for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I gotta say, watching it critically, uh, I don't like it as a remake of Fright Night. Yep. It is a serviceable vampire movie. Uh, And I had a lot of fun with it. But I don't like it as a Fright Night remake. Uh, Because there's, there's just too much that's either changed drastically or removed completely Billy Cole to officially call it a remake uh, yeah. I feel like uh, I mean granted this this was before the era of being like it's a reimagining mm-hmm. but I feel like this is a drastic reimagining as opposed to a remake because there there is just so much different about it uh, that being said I, I can't say I didn't like it it was fun Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking at it and being like Fright Night, I was just like, no, no, this is not Fright Night. This is fun, but this isn't Fright Night. This is Spooky Night. <laughs> yeah, this this is <laughs> this is like Colin Farrell Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Farrell Penis Afternoon. <laughs> Sharkmouth Colin Farrell Penis Afternoon. And if we named the show after something we said, that's what it would be. Oh, man, are you listening? Colin Farrell, shark mouth penis afternoon. There you go. Coming soon. Uh, but yes, over overall, I did enjoy it. Uh, and I'm just going to throw this out, the, out there now so we can have fun with it throughout the episode. Um, I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, if this were just like a straight up Fright Night remake with this cast, who would I throw in the mix era appropriate for Billy Cole? Hmm. And my mind kept going, even though the name is closer to Buddy Cole, my mind kept going to Dave Foley. Like I want to see Dave Foley (laughs) as Colin Farrell's buddy, (laughs) Billy Cole. (laughs) That would Uh, be fun. Although now that I've said it out loud, picturing Buddy Cole just in that role is I'm only is, thinking I'm only thinking of Mantor and Hecubus. But yeah, no, that's that that's that's exactly what I kept picturing. I was just like it was it was just constant moments of like, Yes, master, I'll go get the boy and the girl for you. It's okay. I know you really just want the boy. And Colin Farrell just looking at him and being like, evil, evil. Look at my penis. <laughs> I'm doing a very convincing Colin Farrell American accent. Listen to it. Look at my look at my rippling muscles sticking out through through my tank top. I'm gonna drool and lick my lips at you a lot. That sounds great, Master. How about you do that while I get on my knees in front of you? 
Oh. Uh, Mike, I'm going and, to apologize now for the 13 hours of editing. I, 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 pro- I promise I won't get too carried away. It will not be 13, 13 hours, maybe just 11. Uh, oh, Lord. But yeah, those, those are my thoughts. Well, Maurice, we'll throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I never, I, my first, I've only seen it. This is only my second time seeing it. And I never really cared for it. Mm-hmm. And watching it a second time, I, I don't hate it as much as I did. I just, I think it's okay. I just don't think it's a really good remake, like Josh said. But uh, overall, it's a decent movie. It's better than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd probably never watch it again. Uh, which which sucks because they had you know some good actors in it yeah you know i really i felt like a a lot of what i enjoyed about it came down to the cast same like i love anton yelchin so yeah he was so Um, so so good and everything yeah so i i think he's the reason why i liked it (laughs) more than i probably wanted to yep because it sure wasn't colin farrell <laughs> yeah. But what about Colin Farrell's penis soundtrack? Did you like? I don't care about his penis. <laughs> no, the soundtrack for his penis. I, I don't care about that either. <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm just picturing that like tuba on the. Oh lord. <laughs> uh, you all right, Todd? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I just was thinking about how this could be brought back into creepy head. <laughs> <laughs> and the crossovers continue. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Mike, what was your opinion on it? <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to be odd man out here. Um, I liked it the first time I watched it. And I think it was because I was kind of distracted. I was drawing while I was watching it. I'm like, oh, this is this is good. I like this. Again, because I like the cast. Watching it critically, and, and it, pun intended here, uh, it's fucking anemic. Like, there's nothing here. It's just boring and pale. Like, there's nothing I can get excited about. The, the monster effects are like, meh. Like, especially when you look at the original Fright Night, the, the amazing vampire effects... These ones are just boring. You know, the kills are boring. You know, the the chase scene is boring. <laughs> like, there's nothing to get excited about. I really like the cast. I love everybody. In, like, I, like I've said before, Anton Yelchin, I love. You know, Colin Farrell, I've liked him in a lot of stuff. Even uh, Imogen Poots. Like, I hated her in Black Christmas, but I love her in the green room. You know, like, <laughs> Poots. <laughs> there's... <laughs> This I love the, girl. <laughs> the the cast is great, but eh, everything about it, I'm like, I honestly, I felt bad. Like when Chris Sarandon shows up, I'm like, oh, dude, they dragged you into this. <laughs> like, it was just, I felt I, bad. I have something to say about that particular part later on. And, I and don't want to ruin that. And I will point it out when we actually get to it in, in the movie. But there is a single effect that I like. One. I love it. Okay, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, there are moments where I can I can appreciate the artistry, but nothing got me excited. Like, nothing made me like, wow, this is cool. Everything, I was like, mm, all right. How long is this movie? 
Oh, fuck. Too, okay. too long. Way too long. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I will agree there. It should thought. be, it, if it were 90 minutes, uh, it would be an awesome, like, 2011 vampire movie. Right. The, the only thing that I can say, I'm like, all right, that was cool, is their little twist on the whole having to be invited in. Um, how Jerry handles that in this one, I'm like, okay, that was funny. Like, I actually enjoyed that. Everything else, I'm just like, hey, yeah, all right. And there's stuff that I'm like, that would have been cool in a better movie. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm really not a fan, which is funny, because I went into this going, yeah, I like the Fright Night remake. And I found out I'm, I'm really not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> so... Um, but as, as we mentioned with the cast, uh, we have Charlie Brewster, played by Anton Yelchin. Um, some of my favorites from him are The Green Room and Burying the X. Those were fantastic. But he was also in the Star Trek remakes. Uh, the most boring Terminator mo- movie, Terminator Salvation. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis, Odd Thomas, which is another one of those unsung gems. Um, then we have uh, Jerry Dandridge. Play- uh, start that over. Jerry Dandridge, played by Colin Farrell. My- <laughs> Colin Farrell's penis. Um, in Minority no, that's Report. A, that's, a, that's a different movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Daredevil, Phone Booth, the Total Recall remake, which that's another remake that I remember liking the first time I watched it, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I, I don't trust my earlier 2000s opinion anymore. I remember seeing that at a drive-in mm-hmm. with, with one of the Resident Evils, but I can't tell you which Resident Evil because they all blend together after two. Oh, yeah. Nah, the, the re- <laughs> I have I, no I, idea. I could go on an entire episode diatribe about how much I hate the Resident Evil movie franchise up until the newest one that just came out. Um, that one, I'm like, hey, they got it right. <laughs> but I yeah, Agreed. Ugh. I like the very first one uh, yep. as its own thing, and then this recent one. That's it. Same. That's 100% same. Um, he was also most recently in, in the Batman, which I have not seen, but I know, uh, Josh has feelings on. <laughs> Fucking hell. If they, if they wanted the penguin, if they, if they wanted the penguin to look like fucking Richard kind, then they should have gotten Richard kind <laughs> instead of plastering enough makeup on Colin Farrell to make him look like Richard kind. <laughs> because I guarantee you would have gotten the same caliber of performance. <laughs> one that you wanted to sleep through. <laughs> and that's no that. knock that's no knock on Richard Kind. I just mean that no neither one of them could have, you know, done any any better with that script. <laughs> and if you want my opinion on the Batman, listen to this week's episode of Count Creepy Head. <laughs> <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> uh then we have Jane uh Jane Brewster played by Tony Collette. Uh we know her from the Velvet Goldmine, Little Miss Sunshine. Hitchcock, Krampus, Hereditary, Knives Out, and Nightmare Alley. Um, one of these days we'll, we'll get uh, Hereditary on here. We we already covered Krampus. That's that's one of my favorites. But uh, Peter uh, Vincent, she, she was okay. also amazing in United States of Terror. Ah yes, um, I remember Jess was watching that. I I, I never really got into it. Man, I just freaking love Tony Collette. Oh yeah. Uh, we have Peter Vincent played by David Tennant. Uh, we know him from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, where he constantly licked his face. <laughs> That just annoyed me throughout the entire movie. Uh, Doctor Who, uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. He was in the Nickelodeon TMNT, Jessica Jones, Good Omens. He played a terrifying villain, Jessica Jones. I, I really, really liked his performance as the Purple Man. 
Oh yeah, he killed it. As yeah, he was Scrooge McDuck. You're forgetting about that. Ah yes, <laughs> he he is the best ever version of Fugitoid. Yes, he is. Oh, he was so good. And then we have uh, Amy, played by Imogen Poots. We know her from V from v, uh, v for Vendetta. Twenty eight weeks later, The Green Room, I Kill Giants, Vivarium, and Black Christmas. The and uh, and yes, she does. <laughs> she, poots. she she poots a lot. She poots. I, I think one of the I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but one of the reasons that this movie pissed me off on this watch is Amy's vampiric version in comparison to the original. Yeah, the original is just so fucking good, and then this one is meh. It's like, damn it. Well, we'll get to it. You're jumping yeah. ahead. We'll get I know. to it. I, I'm, I'm pissed off. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Then we have Ed or Evil Ed, played by Christopher Mintz Plass. I was in Superbad, Year One, Kick-Ass 1 and 2, Paranorman, Neighbors 1 and 2, and Stan Against Evil. You don't see him in a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah, he I wonder was... what he's up to. Yeah, he was in a bunch of shit in the early 2000s, and then it was like nothing. But, uh, yeah, so for anyone who has no idea what this movie is about, as, as we mentioned, it is the remake of the original Fright Night, where a vampire moves in next door to young Charlie Brewster, and starts killing people in the neighborhood, or in this case, starts turning people in the neighborhood, and Charlie has to stop him. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's boring. <laughs> but I can't I can't I disagree mean, with you. That was its I biggest. I mean, that's sin. the same concept of the first one. <laughs> yeah, but the for, first one had heart. <laughs> like, you know, it was fun. There was a lot of fun to be had. Evil was a fun character instead of just feeling bad for him the whole time. That, that's, yeah. That, well, we'll get to that, too. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, we, we do open up with a great shot. It's like a pan in from the sky down to a small suburban town uh, outside of Vegas. It's, it's very reminiscent of the flying scenes from the Lost Boys. We pan into one of the homes where we see a commercial for Peter Vincent's Fright Night a stage performance in Vegas. This time it's more like Chris Angel instead of a horror <laughs> host. Um, and we get a news report talking about a woman that was almost bitten in a grocery store. We pan down the hallway to a bedroom where we see a teenage boy thrown from the room out into the hallway. That woman must have been at Walmart because that happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or, or at the tops of Niagara Falls. One or the other. <laughs> but he scrambles upstairs as his dog runs outside. And upstairs we find both of his parents dead in pools of blood. The kid hides under the bed, pulls a, a gun that was between the mattresses out, sees the lock on the gun, fishes around in his dad's pocket, gets the keys to the gun lock, and fumbles around trying to unlock it as we see dad's body slowly dragged out of frame. This kid is just asking to be found. I'm sorry. Oh, he, yeah. ain't, he ain't being quiet at all. No. <laughs> he gets the gun unlocked, it cl the lock clatters to the ground, and then we see a vampire hand pick it up out of the blood. Then suddenly the mattress is thrown back. We see a shadowy figure standing over him. The kid screams and he's dragged out of frame and we get the title card. And so Fright Night. Um, then we get a... <laughs> which, we get a... which, which was a th like, this version of a title card was very like popular at this time, too, because I think Zombieland did the same thing. Yeah. Where it was just like, hey, look, it's the background is the and it's a shadow. Hey, look at that. And then it's kind of wispy and floats away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely had the reaction of just like, that's fucking dumb. 
I'm pretty sure at, at throughout the making of that, it's like, hey, I'm a computer. That's just all you kept hearing over and over again. All the artists were just, hey, I'm a computer. Look like I got dough. <laughs> Stop with all the downloadings. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stupid Metallica. <laughs> Fuck Lars. Um. <laughs> But we see a montage of of the neighborhood and we focus in on Charlie Brewster as he's walking his broken dirt bike home um, and leering at the neighbor. <laughs> what time of the day is this, by the way? Because right, there yes. are people outside like playing in sprinklers, like they've been out there for hours, but he's like going to school. <laughs> well, that's like okay. it's like 6 a.m. in the morning. Where was he coming well, from? They're in, right. they're in Las Vegas. They're in Las Vegas, so six o'clock in the morning, and it's probably eighty degrees already. Yeah, but still, it's like you know, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that that is an excellent point, though. Vegas is is a different world altogether. So yeah, that could I've explain everything. Vegas. Or it's still like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> or it's just a simple yes. That is the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like mean, nobody's in their pajamas. <laughs> right. Like, like, well, you know what? They were all out gambling the night before. They're all just getting home. <laughs> those those children running through the sprinklers, they were at the casino. No, nobody who lives in Vegas goes to a casino on purpose. <laughs> they either work there or they're going to see a show. That's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never to gamble. But we uh, we meet Charlie's mom, who's a realtor and complaining about the state, the state of the neighbor's yard, uh, saying how she's trying to get people to move in here, not be scared away. We see like a, a dumpster in the driveway. Um, there's all this concrete that has been put in the dumpster. Uh, Charlie teases her about spying on the neighbors and she tells them that they're 13 feet away. I'm not spying. It's called observing. And it's like, you know, they, they mentioned the concrete here. So they're making you question, where is all the concrete coming from? Which I don't understand why they made such a big deal out of it here, because they literally write it off in the next scene. It's like, so why did we spend any fucking time focusing on that? It's not like you were like, oh, what's the mystery of the missing concrete? No, they tell you. And then they show you. <laughs> it's like, ah, it drove me nuts. But. Now we see uh, both of them loading a bunch of realtor signs into her car with huge wooden stakes. I'm like, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Hmm. Fucking telegraphed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm not a fan? But uh, No, you love it. <laughs> uh, Charlie's girlfriend, Amy, and her friend show up to give Charlie a ride to school. Mom tells him that Ed called again, and she's sick of making excuses for him, so to call him back. So they all head off to school. While there, we meet Charlie's other friends, Ben and Mark, who are just basically two generic douchebags. Fucking pointless characters in this movie. Thank you. Like, again, <laughs> why are they there? Like, Mark, his, his only thing is to be a douchebag, get killed, show up later, and then be like, wow, that was a bad night. That was it. That's all. He's a generic douche. My <laughs> guess is, is they wanted to put Dave Franco in something and went, hey, look, it's Dave Franco. Yeah, that's, 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 that's it's all. Dave Franco and the guy from Modern Family. That's about it. It, <laughs> oh, it's, it, it Again, it's this movie's biggest sin is it's boring. And they don't <laughs> even make out like there's, a, there's <laughs> where you could have put in some taste of the original. But no, 
<laughs> yeah, just have a just have a little bit of home erotica in here. Come on, you're making Fright Night, damn it. But <laughs> so uh, they tease Charlie uh, about asking how he was able to get somebody as hot as Amy, and he's like, "It's just game, man. I got game." I'm like, I don't like this version of Charlie. I I I, I do not like this version of Charlie. There's also like a throwaway like line here about asking her to prom. Oh like, yeah. You make this whole big deal about oh I was gonna ask you to prom. Oh no, we don't go to prom. Like right. that wasn't needed. Like unless you were going to hold the end of the movie at prom, mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't need to bring up prom. It seriously felt like the writers were going, What do kids talk about? I don't, I don't fucking know. Legos? No, prom. Yeah, prom. Uh, throw prom in there. Legos is good though. We'll have that come back later. Like it's just <laughs> It, like you can feel the writers struggling with the dialogue, <laughs> but we cut to Charlie in class where the teacher's doing roll call, and suspiciously there are a lot of students absent. Uh, we see Evil Ed in the background giving Charlie a disapproving look. Later in the ho- in the hall, Charlie is talking to Ben and Mark, and Ed comes up to talk to him. Charlie reluctantly goes to talk to him in private, in spite of Mark and Ben mocking them. Ed tells Charlie that their friend Adam has been missing. He hasn't called. He can't. He doesn't respond to texts. He's just gone. He's saying other kids too. And Charlie goes, "It's no big deal. Kids aren't showing up to school. That happens." And uh, Ed wants to go and check on Adam, but Charlie's like, mm, "No, nah, I don't think so." This this whole scene, I was just like, "Man, fuck you, Brewster." Exactly. I- this would have been like, uh, I know they use the "You're so cool, Brewster" line later. But, like, this would have been the perfect time to have him mocking him, being like, oh, you're so cool, Brewster. Like, missed opportunities, damn it. Well, this, let's just mention that this Ed is not as good as evil. I'm no. sorry. This no, this not. was a total waste of a character. Like, you could have had so much more potential with this Ed. Well, and, like, and he could have been used more in the movie. Yeah. Well, just basically, he's got, like, two more scenes and that's it. Well, just... In general, uh, the original Ed, like you, you didn't necessarily like him, but he had personality, right? He uh, was a memorable character. This Ed is just such a fucking sad sack that you're like, man, <laughs> man. Maybe it's like, just because he he's too close to home for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it might be because <laughs> I was like, man, Charlie's a dick. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, cause yeah, cause Ed goes on, he threatens Charlie basically saying that he'll tell his new friends about how, how well he truly knows him. He goes all the Lego contests, the Farscape conventions, the costumes, that time you took my stretch Armstrong and wrapped it around your ball so you could jerk off for an hour. I was like, okay, I understood some of that. <laughs> Guys, I, I particularly uh, the stretch ser- Armstrong. serious no, question. How many of you have done that? Oh God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want the truth. Suspiciously quiet. No, yet. <laughs> Maurice is like, I haven't been able to find any stretch Armstrong. Um, ever since watching this, I've been curious. It's there now. Hey, uh, let's all get let's all get one thing right. Use Vacman. <laughs> it has those little nubs. It feels. I mean, it it squeezes I better. It would feel better. I assume it would feel better. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> but I do love this because 
Charlie reluctantly agrees to meet him at Adam's place after school. And as he walks away, Ed goes, I'd really like that stretch Armstrong back. <laughs> it's like, ew. <laughs> Why uh, would you- and there was there was the little bit of homoerotica because, there's, you know. There's a little Ed, bit more coming up here in a second, too. Because <laughs> yeah. Ed just wants the stretch Armstrong back to put his penis in the same place as Brewster's. They want to. He I wants to you were tie. Say to sniff it. <laughs> he wants to tie them together. Like he oh. wants Brewster <laughs> on one end, and then he'll like on the other end, and that's it. And then they have a tug of war. <laughs> no. He, he <laughs> wants Stretch Armstrong to be the middle in a human centipede. Right. I was gonna say. Right. When, when he relaxes his grip, he's gonna make him touch tips. Is that what you're they, saying? <laughs> they want. They want to make an Eiffel Tower. You see? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did not expect this to go in that direction. I should have. Oh, I did. I did, because (laughs) Audrey listened to the other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy, lordy. (laughs) So that evening we see uh, Charlie and Amy arriving back at his place to find his mom flirting with the new neighbor, Jerry. Amy and mom are both very smitten with him. And uh, mom tells Charlie how Jerry does night construction on the strip. And Jerry explains that all the concrete from his is from his basement where the foundation had a bunch of issues. So we had to tear it up and he's redoing it. So again, why did we mention the concrete before? Why not just save it for this moment? But yeah, <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> bleh, bleh. Well, he, he brings up, he also brings up Charlie's shoes. And he's like, yeah, I'm always looking for a pickup game with my dick. (laughs) I I like puce. Yeah, puce. Mm. Takes a real man to wear. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Mm. (laughs) See, and this would have been the perfect opportunity to introduce Dave Foley as uh, manservant Billy Cole. (laughs) to, To chime in and be like, Yes, Puce, very manly. So is your penis. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say Jerry takes a bite of this apple and I just was incredibly disappointed that it wasn't crescent moon shaped. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> well, damn it. Yeah, because it well while this is going on, we, we cut over to Ed waiting outside of Adam's house getting pissed that Charlie isn't there. So he sends Charlie a message threatening to show like a LARPing video to his new friends. Charlie sees it and he's like, oh, I got to go. And he takes off. Meanwhile, we see Jerry watching Charlie. And that's what, yeah, he's eating. He's eating the apple because, oh, the original had apples. He's going to eat apples, too. And so over at Adam's house, no one is home. So Ed and Charlie break in through the doggy door. And uh, I love it because Ed just kind of drops knowledge on Charlie. Like, hey, your neighbor's a vampire. Like it comes out of nowhere. You know, and that's the other thing that bothers me about this is in this version, how Ed is like, hey, I know about the vampires. And Charlie is just like, fuck you. Whereas the original Charlie over like overheard and saw things that made him think, holy shit, is he really a vampire? And then no one believed him. I liked that angle. The guy next door could be seeing things. He's spying on his neighbor. But no, just random kid you used to hang out with is like, yeah, your neighbor's a vampire. Like, how would he know that, too? Like. Right, like, like why would he be you spying his on his neighbor? Yeah. Because I mean, he was spying on manservant Billy Cole. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> he saw Colin Farrell's penis and just, he that's needed. That's what it was. 
he needed to just peek through that window. So, yep, totally. He was, he was recording through the window in hopes to get his penis on film. Right. But and then was like, oh, can't. shit, it didn't appear on film. Right. <laughs> Which I also have a problem with, but we'll get to. Um, so, yeah, he just he tells about the, the vampire thing. It just opens up this bag of, like, vampiric supplies. It's, like, stakes and mallets and crosses and all this shit. He's just prepared to fight. And uh, I love this because he goes, my neighbor's a vampire, Jerry. Jerry the vampire? That's a terrible name. And I'm like, okay, that part was funny. But uh, they move deeper into the house, and we see a shadowy figure watching them from the window. We get a, a lame cardboard cutout jump scare that Ed attacks with the stake. I mean... Granted, Christopher Mintz-Plast's uh, performance of fighting the cardboard cutout was very funny. Yeah, but I really, I, I can't fault him yeah. at all. I fault the script. Same. Like, if, I, I, the way it's written is, you know, probably the way pretty much anyone would perform it, so. Yeah. And that's the thing. This is a good cast. It's just, it ain't a good script. But... Ed explains to Charlie how uh, about how Adam uh, about how he and Adam were mapping the disappearances all over the neighborhood. And Charlie writes it off as being Vegas, saying no one lives in Vegas. They just pass through. And Ed's like, well, you live in Vegas and you're right at the epicenter of it. And he continues to basically explain how everything is kind of coming out of the neighbor's house next door. It's like, how did he figure that out? You know, it's like it just I don't know. Like where these people are missing. Where are you drawing the connection to that house? Uh, they never explain that. Magnets. <laughs> magnets, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes on about how, how Jerry is a vampire. He's like, his windows are all blacked out. He only comes out at night. And, you know, Jer uh, Charlie explains to him, yeah, he's a night construction worker on the strip. A lot of people have blacked out windows. And he's like, it's the perfect cover. It's like, all right. So Ed reminds him not to invite him in. You know, even though Charlie thinks this whole thing is bullshit, he's like, don't invite him in. There's still rules, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was also a comment in here at one point where he says that, uh, like, he, Charlie was teasing him about Twilight, and he gets all pissed off. Like, I, I'm pissed that you would even think I would read that. He's like, it's not Twilight. He's the fucking shark from Jaws, which, of course, made me think of Bruce Myers, and then I couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> Oh, you know this. Now we, this, we have his cousin Bruce Dandridge. Yeah, see now, now I really want it to just be another Bruce Myers movie, <laughs> where Bruce Myers like takes off the mask and he's just like, "Pass y'all, I'm a shark and a vampire. <laughs> I'm a vampire wow. shark. I'm gonna bite your neck. You gonna turn into a shark vampire Bye -bye. too? <laughs> I picture him creeping through the shadows like Jabber Jaws." Like standing on his fins. <laughs> That's exactly it. And the whole time he's going, do, 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 do. Why can't you they can't see me? vampires? But I feel like sci fi needs to get on that. Vampire shark. Sharkula. <laughs> Vampire sharknado. Count and Sharkula, the beginning. <laughs> You know they would just, like, throw a bunch of garlic bulbs into the sea and start stirring it. Oh. We just oh. need to get him into this creek. <laughs> Filled with garlic. It's the garlic creek. <laughs> this oh. creek only 
comes here once a year. <laughs> Jonathan Hart. Wild leeks grow along the side. They're close enough to garlic, it'll hurt them. Jonathan Harker goes into cage. Cage goes into water. Sharkula in the water. Our Sharkula. <laughs> oh, we just made a better movie than Fright Night. Uh, but Ed tells Charlie that they need to stake Jerry in the chest, uh, or need to stake Jerry um, in his nest in his house. Uh, during the day, because that's what it says on Peter Vincent's website, and he studied vampire methodology. <laughs> like, by uh, by in the nest, he means in the butthole. <laughs> the nesting spot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlie kind of flips out on Ed, basically tells him, you know, he's done with all this, that his life got got better when they stopped being friends. And then this is where we finally get the line, you're so cool, Brewster. I'm like, not even uh, done correctly. Right. Just I'm like thrown away. It's supposed to be, you, you're so cool, Brewster. Right. And it's like, had you used it earlier when he was mocking him, it would have fit. But here it's like, you're so cool, Brewster. Go away. Like, it's just, ah. Uh. So we cut to Ed skateboarding home, clearly butthurt that his friend rejected him. And then just suddenly gets shoved by Mark being a douchebag because that's his only role in the movie. Be the douchebag. Yep. So he, Mark chases him, threatening to kick his ass. Ed drops his bag of vampire weapons and jumps a couple of fences. Which is you know, the only reason Mark was even written into the scene. Just uh, to oh, get of course. rid of all that. Yeah, make him drop it. So he's hopping fences through various yards and then ends up running right into Jerry. Because, sure. <laughs> and so Ed freaks out. He ends up, And Jerry's like, you know, you've been watching me. And he goes, I've been watching you too. It seems only fair. Then we get our first of many 3D moments where Ed picks up a paint can and throws it through the back window of this house and it flies right at the screen. And then Ed runs in and he goes, no invitation, can't get in. Jerry smirks and goes, it's abandoned. I thought you did your homework. And he walks right in. So Ed runs through the house looking like, for a place like to hide. We learned that from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, kid. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Please. He runs through the house and it's like he doesn't hide. He like he hides in the bathroom for a minute. Then he's like out the window. He climbs out the window and hang drops off the porch. Now, it was funny the way he hurts his foot because it was very reminiscent of kick ass where the small jump. And he's like, out, you know, that I liked. But of course, Jerry's waiting for him in the backyard, scares him. Ed falls in the pool. Jerry slowly goes into the pool after him. Oh, no. Oh, no, Ed, you're all wet. Here, let me give you a hickey. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. No, I don't want uh, it. Uh, no, I don't like it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't try too hard to fight him off. <laughs> but, but yeah, he tells Jerry that he's told people about him and he goes, no one will believe you. And then he holds up his little cross and he comes over to him, basically explaining how he was made for this life. And it's a gift, yada, yada, yada. And Ed's like, OK, <laughs> and Jerry bites him. So let me get the, the okay. cl close up. It's OK, Ed. You were made for my penis. It was made for you. <laughs> Go down on me in the water. Let me show you my nesting place. <laughs> <laughs> but 
we get the the close up of the cross floating down in 3D at the screen because uh, jaws exactly yeah and fun, funnily enough that was one of one of two um uh, contr- uh, contributions by um Spielberg he said that uh number 1 they want he wanted the shark mouth back on Jerry cuz they originally played down the vampire mouth and he was like no 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 you got to have it huge like in the first movie so they gave him the shark mouth and the cross floating down in the water. He thought that was a great shot. Like he told him to keep that in. So it's like, yeah, Spielberg was trying to make in, make it into Vampire Jaws. Oh, Spielberg, are you listening? Are you listening, Spielberg? Make <laughs> Vampire Jaws. We want Vampire Jaws. We, we need Jaws 5. If, if Jaws 4, he was able to like travel at the speed of light and roar, there's no reason why he can't be a fucking vampire now. We'll even let you bring Dennis Quaid back in. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he also brings Randy Quaid. I was going to say. <laughs> Randy Quaid has to play the Van Helsing of Shark Jaws. Who is also I mean, a dolphin. Vampire Jaws, yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. But it's not like a CGI dolphin. It's Randy Quaid in like a bad dolphin <laughs> costume. Oh, I'm a dolphin. Hey, look at me. Not, not even shaved. Hey. He still has like the crazy mop hey. of hair. The shitter was full. Remember that? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh. So the next day we see Charlie watching old videos of himself, Ed, and Adam doing their little LARPing thing. What was it Squid Boy? I forget the names of them, but yeah, I know. No, I, it was Gladiator Man, Squid Boy, and Kid Comeback. That's Kid Comeback, that's what it was, yeah. Kid Comeback, yep. <laughs> well, that's, he is that, now. I was going to say, that's what that became. <laughs> they were, uh, if you watch closely and are spliced every few seconds, uh, there's a frame of uh, the boys uh, sexing. <laughs> Just one single frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I knew this one would go off the rails. <laughs> we had to insert the homoeroticism. Yes, the movie to. was lacking it. This, yes, it's this very much. We so. have to do this. <laughs> oh, where, but... where are we in this movie, anyways? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we cut to to Charlie at school, and during roll call, he notices that Ed is gone, and he looks worried. Dun dun dun. After oh, sco- now you care. You right. Shit. After school, he goes to Ed's house where he tells Ed's parents that he needs a book from his from Ed's room. I, uh, I literally made a note like, hey, look, it's Lisa Loeb again. I, I did the same thing. I was like, hey, Lisa Loeb. I will admit they did pick two people that very much look like Ed. And would yes. pretend like, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man. But... So he, you know, he goes in and begins searching through Ed's room and finds all of his vampire notes and some videos on his computer where, you know, he was hoping for porn. But what instead he finds is Adam and Ed taking videos of Jerry. Only Jerry doesn't show up on the video. Why? Oh, this is my problem with modern uh, vampire movies. Why? Because it it even like because they still use it with mirrors too, and the reason that they vampires can't show up in mirrors is because old mirrors had silver in it. Well, that that one there's two there's two things there's the belief of the silver thing, but Mm -hmm. as pointed out in this movie, silver doesn't harm them. So bullshit. Uh, I I totally agree. (laughs) But 
that silver is always kind of up for debate with vampire vampiric myth like you know myths and stuff but the whole thing was supposed to be uh the old wives tale of like the mirror is reflecting your soul and vampires have no soul therefore they don't reflect so a mirror makes sense but digital cameras why so can we also take a moment and just laugh about the fact that if you if you look at the because I know we'll eventually talk about the trivia to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the trivia, it talks about how Colin Farrell uh, apparently had a really hard time playing the character of Jerry because uh, vampires have no soul and he didn't have any way to connect with that. I did see that in the trivia and I laughed. I was and like, like, really? Really, you had a you had a hard time playing like a weird vampire sexual predator because it didn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to admit that he connected to the sexual predator aspect, of right? Like it was like there were aspects of the, of it that were totally like because uh, I also read that he was like he wanted to downplay the sexual predator aspect. You could have fooled me with your performance, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, oh, and, and I know we brought this up before we, the, you know, the listeners were listening, but um, we saw the porn. Come on. We know, we know, <laughs> we know exactly. You, you know what you were doing. We know about the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Still some of the best money ever spent. <laughs> that video, man. Oh, so good. But anyway, and I'll leave it up to the listeners to try to decide what video I'm talking about. Because they <laughs> yeah, might that's... be thinking I'm talking about, uh, you know, something else. We're talking about it, Colin Farrell's penis, right? It, it was a good video. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just going yes, to answer. Yes, it was. Yes. It was a good video. It was an okay video. <laughs> I watch it at night in bed. <laughs> oh, loaded, loaded. So that night, as Charlie's going home and I'm like, where did, how long was he at Ed's house for? Cause he goes to Ed's house like right after school. It's all bright and sunny. He gets home and it's like fucking pitch black out. It's like, he was this just hanging what out. I'm talking room. about the timelines in this movie are so weird. You got yeah. kids out in the sprinklers at like 6am in the morning. <laughs> right. Charlie's People taking just... out the garbage. So he's heading into his backyard and he bumps into Jerry who asks him if he can get, like, bum some beer off of him, saying, I'll replace it twofold later. I have someone coming over. I'm out of beer. You know, can can you have, or can you, do you have some I can have? And then I'll give it back to you. I'll give you, a, what does he say? A six pack for your mom and one for you or something like that. And uh, so Charlie agrees, but looks a little nervous. He heads inside and notices Jerry stops at the door, won't cross the threshold. And there's this moment where he drops one of the beers shatters on the floor and Jerry says, Hey, can I help you with that? And he says, no. And he still doesn't move any further into the house. And then Charlie proceeds to pick up a single chunk of the beer (laughs) bottle glass, move it to the side, leaves it. And it's never addressed again. Fuck you, you, Brewster. You know, his mom was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Where'd all my fucking beer go? <laughs> that too. Like, who the fuck is this kid that he's just giving his mom's beer away? <laughs> oh, you know she was pissed. It was but... Tony Collette. She was really pissed. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you got a movie full of foreigners in here, and they all love their beer. 
I say, you better watch out, Brewster. She's going to light you on fire. <laughs> like she did to her poor husband and her editor. But really, like, I, I cannot say enough how how much Colin Farrell made my skin crawl in this scene. Oh, God. And yeah. I, know, I know that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. But also, just, ugh. Uh, some of the yeah. things. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I literally made a note saying, way to gaslight Jerry. Nobody wants to hear about their mom craving a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> and and even when he's just like, so, like, I understand what they were going for also. But when he's just like, oh, your girlfriend, she's ripe. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? what? She shit herself? <laughs> is his girlfriend Amber Heard? <laughs> but um, uh, oh, sorry. That's that's uh, the only thing that I find funny out of that whole thing, and that I will make oh. jokes about is Amber Heard poop jokes. See, I, I think <clears throat> the memes of that kind of reached perfection when they started po- po- posting the pictures of Johnny standing next to Amber, and it just said Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That that wins the internet for today. <laughs> I have not seen that. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, he goes to hand uh, goes to hand Jerry the beer, and he slowly pulls it back, like fuck it with Jerry, and he notices Jerry's hand won't like cross the threshold. His so then he gives will, him though. the what's that? His dick will though. <laughs> Well, he wants to surprise attack him with that. He's got to get a little closer. But he hands over the beer. And yeah, like you said, there's this whole sequence here of just like, just oozing with smarminess. It's just, ugh. Where he talks about how certain, women that look a certain way need to be controlled. I was like, okay. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, you probably don't notice it, or maybe you do. He goes, your mom's really putting it out there. And I'm just like, Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so... I, I, have, I have two things that I need to point out very quickly. One is, this is one of the first scenes in the movie where I was truly just like, I don't think I like this. Right. Uh, and and it's entirely because it did take away that, like, fun, weird, playful, homoerotic nature and turned it into a creepy rape vibe. Yeah. Uh, but the one the one moment out of this entire scene that I did enjoy for a weird reason is his delivery of, uh, you don't notice, or maybe you do because the way he said it was borderline walking was, it was very (laughs) much a, you don't notice. Maybe you do. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong on that. And out of the, like, that was the only moment that I enjoyed because I was just like, he just turned into walking for a split second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the the basic gist of it is like, he's he's basically saying your mom is desperate and horny, your girlfriend is hot, and there's a bunch of guys that want to fuck her. (laughs) Like, it's like, Jesus, dude. It's very creepy. And that's the thing. Jerry in the original, you know, he had that, like, creepy sexuality about him. But it was never pushing the limit. It was always just kind of like dancing around the line. That's yeah, because you know. he had Billy Cole <laughs> <laughs> to take away some of that tension. But but that's the thing. I like that version of Jerry where it's like he's creepy, but also oddly charming. Whereas this one is just you're just creepy. 
Yeah. I'm like, eh. So again, there's, there's, it's, it, there's no heart here, but, um, <laughs> we cut to a little later and, uh, Charlie goes upstairs and Amy is just waiting for him. Like how long has she been in this house? She's like, I've been waiting for you for a while. It's like, okay, where was, where was Charlie then? Like, were you just hanging out with Ed's parents? What was going on? <laughs> well, you know, Lisa Loeb was playing her, the, you know, the one Lisa Loeb song that she's heard of. <laughs> or she's walking around the apartment. Yeah, that one. But, uh... Hey, oh, oh, it was called Stay. The, the, so, you know, Lisa Loeb <laughs> ah. was like, Stay! Stay! <laughs> Every time he tried to get up, she was like, Stay! He's like, damn it! I can't go! <laughs> song stuck in my head again? But Amy decides that she finally wants to mess around with Charlie, but he's clearly distracted by the fact that the neighbor is a vampire. So she's, you know, getting a little offended by the fact that he's not wanting to mess around with her. Then here's something next door and jumps up to go look out the window and starts, you know, leering down and seeing the neighbor from before that he was checking out like the, the forget her name. Was it Doris or something like that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the neighbor a lady that he was checking out in the beginning of the movie. And, Just uh, a totally appropriate name. Oh, yeah. For that neighbor. <laughs> for, a, for a go-go dancer. <laughs> but, yeah, he goes goes in and, and uh, I forget what how it comes up, but Charlie says something along the lines of, you know, she shouldn't be going in there. And uh, Amy's like, why? You know, he, she's he's hot and she's a go-go dancer. They were bound to hook up. No, she says stripper. Oh, no, she says, yeah, she says stripper, and he says go-go dancer, and she goes, two pieces of fabric, like, removes her, or uh, keeps her from being a stripper or something like that, and he goes, rude. (laughs) But, uh, yes, they they go to go inside, and Jerry looks up at Charlie, and he freaks out and, like, throws Amy back on the bed. (laughs) So she gets all pissed off and tells him that she's going to leave him to leer at his neighbors and takes off. Cut to later that night. Charlie's passed out in a chair. He wakes up to a scream next door. Quickly, he calls the cops. He watches outside as the or watches from the window as the cops joke with Jerry, clearly not taking the situation seriously, and get in their cars and leave. Soon after, Jerry gets in his truck and also leaves. So Charlie decides, hey, I'm going to go over and break in. <laughs> so I love how it start like this is another one of those useless scenes. He goes over to the door and is like looking up on his phone how to break into a house like how do you get it how do you open a lock and i'm sorry but like really really (laughs) jerry dandridge the vampire vampire jerry (laughs) is gonna have a disguised rock to hide his spare key in I mean, his pants are so tight (laughs) because you gotta, you gotta see the penis. You can't fit a big set of keys and you just got those little tiny keys to the rooms later. That's it. That's that's why he keeps the key in his nest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, it's like, again, why was that scene even there? Like, Oh, let me look up how to break into a, into a house. Huh, I can't do it. I guess I'll go use the hide-a-key. Like, just fucking use the hide-a-key or have him break in, not both. Like, it's just it's dumb. <laughs> so he pokes around Jerry's house and finds a uh, interesting... What, now, what was this? Like, was it like a flag, a coat of arms? Like, it was some kind of, like... It looked like a coat of arms, but it was on a flag. 
I, I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be. It's it, the vampire it, insignia. It was his vampire flag. Do you have a vampire flag? <laughs> no? Well, then you're not a vampire. vampire. No flag, no vampire. That's the rules that I made up because I'm king vampire. <laughs> oh, God. So he takes a photo of it, and uh, we see Jerry coming home. So Charlie's now trapped inside. He opens up the closet, and we see a bunch of different uniforms. There's, like, police uniforms, UPS, etc. So either Jerry's into some kinky dress-up, or, you know, he's been killing people and stealing their clothes. A kinky dress-up all the way. I think so. Oh, but he goes in the closet, and he finds a hidden passageway into a hall with several cells. Now, in a better movie, this could be a really creepy moment. Like, I feel like this should have been in Home Invasion Month. Like, this should have been in some of those movies. Like, holy crap, there's a hidden room back here with prisoners. Like, that seems like some kind of crazy shit from Don't Breathe. But, no. Just also, in this movie. It, it drove me fucking crazy that, like, he discovered this and was making ridiculous amounts of noise after <laughs> Jerry already came up. Like, a yeah. vampire with super senses <laughs> is in the house, and you're just like, I'm going to clump around on the second floor and pick some locks. And and yell yell through each door, Doris? Doris? I I think Jerry knew he was there because they kept on showing him and he kept on making faces. So I I think he knew he was there. He just didn't give a shit. I mean, there's four other doors in this room with keys. Wouldn't you just maybe try one of those keys too? Right. Yeah. He's I trying. mean, they prob- realistically, they probably are all the same lock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but but you don't need the keys if it's locked from the outside. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to leave them hanging there. <laughs> you don't notice. Maybe you do. <laughs> that all the locks are the same. <laughs> <laughs> they all fit my penis. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they all fit his nesting place. Oh. But he, he tries to pick the lock to get to get Doris out of the room. But Jerry's coming up the stairs. So he's forced to hide in one of the other rooms. And Jerry makes his way into the secret hall, lets Doris out, and feeds on her. <laughs> he then put, and Okay, so Doris is like locked eyes with Charlie. And she's like <laughs> making a little shushy face. <laughs> and it's like... Okay, you're gonna give it away. (laughs) Jerry's like, who are you talking to? Who are you? (laughs) Oh, look, hi, Charlie. You want some? Yeah, no. See, the whole time he doesn't notice because he's just like, it's okay. I don't notice what you're doing because my shark senses done took over. (laughs) All I care about right now is the blood dribbling down my chin. Yummy, yummy. Oh, God, I want a shark vampire movie now. There probably is. We probably just don't oh, know about it. Oh, oh, this is something we'll hear about from, like, Strasburg or Hormé. They know. I, they I'm, already know. <laughs> I'm going to Google it after we're done here. I'm, I'm already Yeah, we're already. I'm already on. I'm already saying, on there I, has to be a vampire shark movie. There just has to be. I mean, come on. There's a ghost shark. There's There's got to be a vampire shark. Yep. <laughs> they're, I, they're... Love, I love how it's the second thing in a Google thing. Vampire shark movie. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, Sharkula. That's, two months okay. ago. <laughs> Literally, we missed it by two 
months, guys. <laughs> so it does exist. All right. Was Damn. it a sci-fi original? I don't know. Oh shit. So once uh once Jerry <laughs> finishes feeding on Doris, he throws her back in the cell. He sniffs at the air for a moment and then heads back downstairs to watch TV. Charlie gets Doris out. <laughs> I love how she's laying there. I know it's supposed to be like, oh, I'm I'm hurt and bled out, but she's laying there like a fucking rag doll. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like she looks all confused. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Where am I? Oh, hi. I'm Randy, your neighbor. I'm just laying here. <laughs> Oh man, so now they, I, don't, I don't know why she turned into Randy. Uh, sorry, I don't yeah. want to derail too much, but I just have to note that I'm looking at the cast of this Sharkula movie. I am too. Like they're and, obvious. And can can I just comment that uh, I've I've always wanted to see a, a movie with Jeff Kirkendall and Natalie Himmelberger and. <laughs> Titus Himmelberger Josh, and do me a favor and Jamie Morgan to the bottom where it says you may also like and just look at what's the first one. It's a guy screaming and what the name of the whole movie is. Uh, I, well, I'm looking at uh, Bloody Disgusting. Oh, so I have another thing called Sharkula and it's Sharkula, now here's the subtitle, Diarrhea of a Madman. Oh. <laughs> and it's nine out of ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. We well, derailed it. We derailed it already. Well. <laughs> Diarrhea of a Madman. Okay, I'm going to Diarrhea of a Madman. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's what I said. Diarrhea of a Madman. I... I think I smell Patreon exclusive episodes coming. <laughs> <laughs> that that does sound interesting. That, 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 yeah. I mean, we are still waiting for Bloody Bloody Bible Camp 2. So in the meantime, <laughs> you know, we might as well. <laughs> so Maurice, you have a birthday pick coming up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Back, back, let's get back to, back the... to the movie. Yeah. So Charlie and Doris uh, end up sneaking downstairs and we get this tense back and forth where it's like they sneak downstairs and Jerry gets up to get a beer and they have to hide around the corner and they start to make their way to the door. And then he gets up and goes to get an apple. <laughs> it's like they have to keep hiding and eventually they make their way outside. And of course, we see as they're leaving, Jerry standing in the shadows, watching and smiling, eating his little fucking apple and not um, taking a crescent moon chunk out of it. Right. And as, as soon as they get outside, Doris is like, oh, my God, Charlie, thank you so much. And then she's like, Marr! just explodes. Which is the single smoke. effect that I enjoyed was that first time that it happened. Yeah, it did look cool. I will, I will give you that. I honestly was laughing too hard because of the way it happened and the look on Charlie's face like he just pooped his pants. Oh, that's part <laughs> of what I loved. <laughs> I was like, that is fantastic. <laughs> we then see Charlie sitting in his room with that t like 10,000 yard stare, just like, Oh God, mom comes in telling him that he's got to get a move on or he's going to be late. So poor kid has not slept all night. And again, did he just hang out in Jerry's house for hours? Or was it like that close to dawn that Jerry left his house? 
I don't know, Don. Was it again? <laughs> again? Again? What time is going on? Right. What's it's, with the time in this movie? It's yes o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the time is all weird. There are kids playing in sprinklers at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> School's at like 6 p.m. <laughs> Dinner's at midnight. It's, yeah. oh, it's chaos. But uh, Charlie tells his mom to stay away from Jerry. And I love her reaction. She's like, oh, I can handle myself. Basically, she's saying, the fuck you say? I'm going to get me mines. Like, she, she wanted to get with Jerry, but he was like, stay away from him. Don't let him in. So she t- he takes off for school. We we see him at school later. And um, uh, I almost called her Imogen, but Amy, <laughs> it's like Miss Poots, <laughs> comes up to him in the library where he's looking up stuff on vampires in the computer. And she goes, what are you looking at? Or what are you working on? He just goes, put porn and she goes oh good i thought it would be something creepy <laughs> and then uh she tries to talk to him and he's like i should probably get back and she goes get back to your porn he goes yeah she's like and right. then he whips it out and starts masturbating <laughs> in the library <laughs> he's like oh shark jerry and ironically it was that colin farrell video <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was gonna say again if this if we named it after stuff in the show <laughs> But it would just be Colin Farrell's penis. Just, um, you know what? Just name it that way. Just when you post this, just put Fright Night parentheses Colin Farrell's penis. <laughs> oh, man. So he's basically looking up information on uh, Peter Vincent. So we cut to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on the Strip. Charlie makes a, fr- a fake press pass and makes his way to see Peter Vincent, who is practicing for a show, which, of course, goes badly. Josh. This one's personally for you. When you watched this scene, did you have strange flashbacks to, you know, about 20 some odd years ago? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 yeah as soon as as soon as I saw something, I went, the suck you by will suck you dry. And yeah, it's just, yeah, little blood packs everywhere. I'm totally lost. <laughs> Me and Josh pretty much met while in college doing a production of Dracula. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize that was where you guys met. We had met. known okay. each other, but it, but it was Dracula's where we where we bonded. I think this is the best way to say it. And there there were definitely definitely moments in in the rehearsals where uh Roger, our wonderful director, uh mm-hmm. was definitely just a little overzealous with like bending hours on making sure the lady smeared the blood across Jonathan Harker's chest just right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, this, this scene definitely caused some flashbacks of that. It right. was just a moment yeah. of total moment of like, God, Oh God, <laughs> we've got to get Jason out of the cage. <laughs> but Jason loved the cage. Jason didn't want to leave the cage. That's true. He, oh, we can't. We can't go little, down this road. <laughs> a little side story. Uh, there was a cage hanging from the ceiling, and our Renfield sat in that for the majority of the show. He did yeah. not want to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came showtime, he was up in that cage, in the cage. And when it comes, 
And when it came time to strike the set, he was genuinely upset at striking. Yeah, he cr- he cried. Like he, I went with him to throw that out because we just threw it out in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, and he was crying. <laughs> That's freaking funny. Yep, all of these flashbacks came came rushing yeah. back just yeah. in this scene. Um. So yeah, he he goes and sees Peter Vincent practicing for a show, which goes, of course, badly. Um, Charlie somehow convinces Peter that he's there for an interview. And I love what, what a fucking douche Peter Vincent is. Because, like, the one woman walks by and he goes, I fucked, I fucked her. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> and he goes, is this your first assignment? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm going to pop your cherry. This is exactly why I'm saying he's doing a Russell Brand impression. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, again, I I like the fact that they tried to make it different. But this is not Peter Vincent to me. Like, and it also, to me, it doesn't make sense to have this Chris Angel character be like this vampiric expert type thing. It made sense in the original that Charlie was dumb enough to believe that an actor on TV who is a horror host and in a bunch of vampire movies would know about vampires. This it's like, oh, you do stage shows. Of course you're a vampiric expert. It just yeah there yeah. there was a level of of disbelief there that was just like why why would you think he has any knowledge of that right and why would his website talking about his Vegas show talk about what an expert he is on vamp vampiric methodology as evil said <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know well this is I mean this will play here because they're having a conversation and he starts taking everything off. Right. Everything about Peter Vincent is fake. <laughs> like, so including probably his knowledge of vampires. Well, but that's the one thing that turns out to be true is his yeah. knowledge of vampires. But that's the thing. Like I liked in the original where he, he gave off that persona of the great vampire killer and everything was fake because he was an actor and Charlie was just a dumb kid who was like, of course, you know, you're the great vampire killer. He's like, that's a role I play on TV. So I, I don't know. I just I love the way they handled it in the original film. And then this just was like, all right, why? Illusion. But, That's why. Ah, yes. <laughs> the illusion of a good film. The illusion. <laughs> so Charlie is taken upstairs to Peter's room where we see tons and tons of artifacts and occult items and glass cases. I would like uh, to say I love Ginger. I was just going to say, his assistant, <laughs> girlfriend, fuck buddy, G- Ginger. Whatever she is, Ginger. She's yeah. amazing. She's like, yeah, don't she touch really that. <laughs> He's she tells, PMSing today. Don't touch that. <laughs> and she tells him all about how scholars who are trying to like figure out long dead texts now call him. Why? Because he's rich and has eBay? Like, like why would scholars be hunting him down? And then we know they, who Zach Baggins is, right? Zach Bag? No, I don't know who Zach Baggins is. I, I think that's his no. name the, from from like Ghost Hunters. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's from what I've heard, he is an incredible douchebag, and that this is pretty much like what he is. Like he is he is bought. He owns this spooky thing and has a thing in Vegas, and he has a big like tour, and it's ball bullshit. <laughs> ah, so okay. This, this is exactly what it is. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, if you go in here, you need to sign a waiver because people have come out with white hair. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like stuff like that. Okay. So you think, see that, 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 I think that's 
that reference like, kind of fell flat on me than if that's what they were going for. But, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, again, I have problems with the script. I think that the script really didn't work for this. But I do like the fact that she points out his honorary degree that he printed out from the internet. <laughs> that was funny. But as Peter, uh, you know, talks to Charlie, he slowly begins transforming from his stage persona into the real man. He takes off his wig, his mustache, his goatee, sideburns, wipes off his tattoos, complains about his leather pants not letting his balls breathe. Like, that whole sequence was very funny. But he, uh, Charlie asks him how to kill a vampire, and Peter laughs but indulges him, saying, beheading, fire, make him a garlicky omelet, steak through the heart. And he goes, that stuff really works? And he goes, how the fuck should I know? And he's like, probably not the garlicky omelet, <laughs> but the other stuff. So Charlie shows his hand here, basically telling Peter what's really going on. You know, that his next door neighbor, Jerry, is a vampire. And, and I love how Peter or how, you know, David Tennant plays this this moment. Because he's like, once he realizes, oh, shit, this guy believes in vampires, his entire demeanor changes. And he looks terrified. I love how he has that all that false bravado and then is suddenly like, oh, shit. Um, Ginger, help me. <laughs> like, that yeah. I enjoyed. But, uh, yeah, so he basically gets, you know, he kicks out Charlie. Charlie's trying to show him pictures that he took of Jerry's, you know, coat of arms. And uh, I almost called him David, but Peter wants nothing to do with it. Tells him to get the hell out. So the pictures get left behind and Charlie is thrown out. As he's leaving, we see the sun going down. So we cut to Charlie in his room, putting up strings of garlic and crosses everywhere. And outside, Ben and Mark are just hanging out in Mark's car, smoking up, commenting on how Charlie is paranoid. Like, why like, were why they... outside his house? <laughs> right. Like, why yeah. are they sitting outside watching their friend? W what's going on here? You live in Vegas. There's tons of deserty areas you could just park. And right. Will bother you. And apparently, there's a fuck ton of abandoned houses in this neighborhood. Go park in one of those driveways. Yeah, I got I got questions. They, they, yeah, this is just pointless. These two, they could have just fucking had more Ed than, right. than these two. They were completely unnecessary. And this this joke here that they're trying to write up, they're like, oh, he's paranoid. And then Ben goes, once I thought I was being chased by carrots with machetes. And Mark just goes, OK, like that whole like, why? Why? What is this? <laughs> there was no need for it. Then suddenly Jerry knocks on the window and they're like, oh, shit, get rid of the weed. He rolls down the window and then you see, you know, monster Jerry. Uh, Mark screams. We pan over to Ben, who gets blood spattered on him and then gets yanked out of frame. Cut to Charlie, who is now making wooden stakes in his room. His mom comes in and wants to know what the hell he's up to, commenting on how the whole house looks like dark shadows. And Charlie tries to play it off, saying it's going to be a gag for Amy. The doorbell rings. He runs downstairs and finds out that Amy just kind of let herself in. He flips out, telling his mom that he told her to keep the door locked. Amy confronts him for acting weird and blowing her off. Um, he then stops and, and she then stops and goes, is that a steak? And he goes, no, maybe <laughs> like that. Again, that part was funny. The actors are good. They're good actors. It's just shit material. Yeah. So. Amy wants answers, but Charlie tries to break things off with her, telling her, forget about me, leave me alone. You know, basically trying to distance himself from her, hoping that'll protect her from Jerry. When suddenly, By the way, this okay. Amy, I like way better than original Amy. 
Oh yeah, original Amy is whiny as fuck. Yeah, Charlie, like, fuck you. Like the whole yeah. movie. That's and again, like that's the thing. The the actors are good. Some of the characters suck. I hate the this version of Charlie. I like, and I love Anton Yelchin, but I this version of Charlie sucks. I think this version of of was it Jane Brewster, the mom's name? I think it's Jane. Yeah. Mom is the character that I'm like, I like way better than the original because the original mom is just like so fucking clueless and lost to everything going on. And this character actually believes her son and listens to him. And I don't know. She's a more fleshed out character. I like I like Tony Collette's character. Um, she and I'll try to make hot chocolate with marshmallows <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> right. And I'll agree with you on Amy that, you know, she's actually a better version of Amy. But everybody else like. This version of Jerry, this version of Charlie, and especially this version of Evil, it's like, eh, they're not good. You know, I think that's the the problem is they're not those characters. Right. Like at all. It that's honestly, yeah, that 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 is a huge part of the problem. It's like I again, I've said this before on this show. With remakes, I want something different, but I want the core to still be there. They took the core away. They changed that. Well, he didn't bite it out of the apple. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that always weirded me out. Every time I watched the original as a kid, I'm like, you don't eat the core. Who eats the core? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so suddenly there's a knock at the door and it's Jerry. Mom goes to answer, but Charlie stops her. Jerry says through the door that they need to talk, that Charlie broke into his house and he doesn't want to call the cops, but if he needs to, he will. And now Jane. I like... Jane, your son has seen a bunch of my weird porn. Now, <laughs> we can handle this normally. Or you can come out and look at my penis. <laughs> he took the key from my nesting place. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't want this to get weird between us, but your son's been in my butthole. <laughs> I will get the cops involved if I need to. <laughs> He didn't even say cops. He got weird with it. He was like, the authorities. <laughs> but I do like that, how uh, mom, instead of like basically brushing Charlie off and being like, you're being crazy, she actually looks at her son and believes him and listens. So I was like, that's cool. I like the, the way that this, this version of Jane was like, I trust my son. Because um, she goes, then fine, get the authorities. And then she looks at Charlie like, you know, I hope you know what you're doing. Um, so Jerry gets a little pissed, walks away, goes into his garage, grabs a shovel and a saw, and then just starts walking into the Brewster's backyard. So Charlie comments, as long as they stay inside, they're safe because Jerry can't get inside without an invitation. Both mom and Amy look at him like he's crazy and go like a vampire. And then mom suddenly realizes the, all the garlic, the crosses, the steak. Oh, this must be the joke for Amy. And she goes, I can't believe you got Jerry to go along with it. <laughs> Charlie heads of both crosses. He's like, here, for protection. And they're like, oh, right, from the vampires. And then suddenly Jerry starts ripping up huge chunks of their yard. <laughs> like, this may be the old curmudgeon in me, but why the fuck are you messing with someone's backyard? You don't touch somebody else's yard. <laughs> Damn well, it. That, <laughs> that's, that's what pissed off mom, because she's like, what's he doing in my yard? <laughs> right. I would have been out there. I would have been. Well, I do like this part, though, because Jerry reaches down. He pulls up the gas line 
saws it open, smiles, and then lights it, and fucking fireballs come through the house. So that was a cool uh, response to, oh, you're not going to invite me in? Well, I'm going to make you come outside. Didn't have to be that, you know, that intense. He could have just lit the fucking house on fire. Right. <laughs> but it was still fun. And are gaslights that close to the surface, by the way, when you're digging? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Maurice? I guess he had to make a point. Right. <laughs> but um, so inside, they all dive behind the couch as fireballs shoot out of the stove and the furnace and all that. Jerry calmly walks up to one of the shattered windows and says, don't need an invitation if there's no house. So Charlie, Mom, and Amy rush to the car, take off through the garage door as the house continues to explode, and they drive down the street. Jerry tries to take Charlie's dirt bike and realizes that the wheel is fucked up, so instead he throws it through the back of the Brewster Mobile in 3D. And all of it, and all of a sudden it's working. Oh, it was it was working, but the you know he couldn't drive anywhere because the spokes were all busted. No, but like before, no one, there's no scene of him fixing that bike. Remember, oh, it yeah, did not true. work in the beginning of the movie. That is true. Uh, that was terrible 3D. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imagine in 2011, it was like, oh, cool. Look at that. But... No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it it oh, wasn't. Like... I remember working this movie. It wasn't. <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl had better 3D. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Mark your calendars, folks. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying the movie was good. I'm just and saying you, it had better 3D. <laughs> you compl- you complimented Sharkboy and Lava Girl. That's just to show you how bad this 3D was. <laughs> <laughs> but, so they, they get the dirt bike out of the, the back window and Jerry chases behind them in his truck. Rams them a few times, passes by him, and then blocks their path. So mom stops the car. Jerry gets out and stands there staring at them. And Charlie forces her to drive right into him, hitting him. They plow the truck aside and continue down the road. And I love it because Jane's like, did I kill him? And Charlie's just like, hopefully. <laughs> then suddenly this, from. This scene that? here is ridiculous, too. Oh, God. This, this entire. Like I said, this should be the most exciting moment of the movie. And it's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but they start hearing this scraping and par- a pounding sound coming from underneath the, the car. I won't, so, I won't lie, I really enjoyed his screaming of just like, look, it's a fucked up vampire head, do you believe me now? That's, yes, I, that's one of the few notes I have on this scene. Because we see Jerry's hand rip through the, the floor of the car in 3D. And then he gets what you just said about Charlie, screaming about the fucked up vampire head. Um, and then Jerry's fucked up vampire hand slams on the brakes, causing them to stop. Which then, they suddenly get hit Hit from behind by Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> Original Jerry shows up. What right. is that about? And he gets out of the car. He's like, why the fuck did you stop in the middle of the road? He's like all pissed off and bleeding from the head. Mm-hmm. So J- Vampire Jerry busts out from under the car with a shark mouth. And <laughs> old school Jerry goes running back into the car like, fuck you. And Jerry, you know, comes over to him, yanks him out of the car and eats him because why not? He basically just killed himself. It's a weird narcissistic necrophilia. (laughs) (laughs) He killed his future self. 
Yes. He somehow killed himself. How is this whole movie existing? He killed his own grandpa. <laughs> he wanted to make out with himself. He was like, hey, let's compare penises. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a different movie altogether. Oh, and one true. I would watch. <laughs> oh, man. So now Charlie attempts to confront Jerry with a cross. Of course, Jerry laughs it off and we get the whole you have to have faith thing where he's like, oh, not the cross, Charlie, not the cross. And then he just grabs it and burns it. Um, and then he whispers in Charlie's ear, because you got to have faith, faith, faith. You got to have faith. <laughs> and then he throws him against the car and it makes a wham. So. He gives Charlie a little speech about getting staked in the chest and how much it hurts. He goes, most people miss the heart. And he kind of like shows Charlie like where it is. He's like, you know, it's not easy. It's it's not hard to miss if you know where it is. And he goes, you shouldn't have been so nosy. And he holds up the stake like he's going to stab Charlie. And then suddenly mom stabs Jerry with Chekhov's real estate sign. And he's, he's spaz- a walking advertisement. <laughs> he spazzes out like the little girl from the ring climbing up out of the well. You know, like his his leg is going over his shoulder. Like it's, oh, it's such bad CGI. I hate it. Especially, especially considering vampires don't transform. I'm well. I mean, they do. Well, there, there, there is that specific note that's just like vampires don't transform in the in the notebook. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It says don't shape shift. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, I hated this era and, and I'm going to talk a lot about this in our next movie. But I hated this era of horror in the in the early 2000s, like up to about 2012, where we had the weird jittery movements and like the basically all the limbs looked like they were drawn by Todd McFarlane, where they had secondary kneecaps. And like, how does your leg bend that way? Like. There was all sorts of weird movement and twitchiness. Uh, it's just, it basically, everyone got excited about computers and we're like, look what we can do. And it just bothers me. So, yeah. So, yeah, Jerry. Thanks a lot, James Cameron. You're just saying <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> but the T1000 was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, oh, Jerry, Jerry scurries away with a, with a real estate sign in his back. And uh, the mom passes out, so Charlie and Amy pick her up and put her in the Prince Humperdinck mobile and take off ramming their car and flipping it onto Jerry, which I will say was funny because when the car flips onto Jerry, he's like, Meh! like he makes this weird squeaking sound. <laughs> and you see like his badly broken arm twitching until it heals. I was like, that part did look cool. Yeah, that wasn't terrible. So we cut back to to uh, Peter in his hotel room complaining with his assistant or, you know, fuck buddy, whatever, Ginger. <laughs> he's like, you were late again. Comrade, comrade. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because he says you were late again. And she goes, you were early in the bedroom. And he goes, fuck you. And she goes, I will fuck myself. Someone's got to. <laughs> I was like, that was good. See, this is why I like Ginger. <laughs> she needed more scenes. Right. So that Peter looks at the, the pictures Charlie left behind and sees the strange coat of arms. He then looks in his safe and finds a drawing with the same image. So he and then he has that moment where he's just like, hang on, that's a vampire flag. I've seen a vampire flag before on a vampire pirate ship. 
Of course. <laughs> Vampire pirates. They killed me, mum. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to get to that in a minute. But my God, I hate that subplot. Oh. It could have been introduced sooner. Oh, <laughs> it was so fucking unnecessary. <laughs> but we cut to Ms. Brewster at the hospital. Charlie and Amy are sitting outside the room talking about the situation. Like, what the fuck? She's in a coma? Right? <laughs> like, like well, she, she just fainted. Now well, she's she, in a coma. Why? She was bleeding from her head. Was, so she could okay. have had, like, a brain bleed or something. Okay. All right. But still, <laughs> it's like, what? It's right. really very questionable. It's yeah. It's, it's like they just wanted to write her out of the movie for a while. That's really what yeah. it is. That's really what it seemed like. Because she, if you watch when she hit her head, it's like she carefully taps her head on the on the pavement. Yeah. And then they're just like, "Oh my god, your head!" <laughs> and we we've, we've seen this several times in other horror movies where. There's a car accident where you're like, I don't think he would be really hurt from that. And either people die or they end up in the hospital, like all fucked up. And it's like, oh, my God, a convenient way to write you out. <laughs> right? It's like they fell off a roof earlier, but that's what hurt him. Like, what? So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they're talking about how uh, Charlie's talking about how it's all his fault that he didn't listen to Ed. You know, if, if he had to listen to him, then he could have you know, stopped this from happening, blah, blah, blah. So he gets a phone call from Peter telling him my place one hour cut to them leaving the hospital. Charlie tells the nurse mom's very religious and we pan over and see crosses on all of the windows. But why? Why? Because that obviously didn't work because you have to have faith. And if she's passed yep. out, who has the faith? And it's a hospital. He could just fucking walk in. Right. <laughs> exactly. But now a lot of, a lot of plot holes. Would, would he need would he need permission to enter her room? Would he, would he need to stop at the front desk and get a pass? <laughs> yeah, there's questions here. I would like to I would like to see like a vampiric list of like the rules when it comes to entering somebody's place. Like if it's a public building, can you can you get in just fine? But if it's a place like a hotel or a hospital where people are assigned rooms, do you then need their permission or do you need the front desk permission? <laughs> like can you only or go do you during the any at hours? all because everybody can go? to a right. hospital well but that's the thing it's a public place but it's private rooms this so sounds like it needs to be the next max brooks guide <laughs> yes the yes. max yes the max brooks guide to the finer points of vampirism <laughs> i smell a patreon special um but so peter they they uh, arrive at peter's place and peter tells them he'll give them information but he's not joining their little scooby gang he goes on to tell him about the insignia, saying that it's a species that originated in the Mediterranean. They nest in the earth and kill their victims slowly. They like to keep them alive for days. They're snackers. Charlie asks if they turn everyone, and Peter tells him that they're tribal by nature, so it is possible that Jerry is trying to rebuild his ranks. So they ask him how to kill him, and Peter says, you don't. You need an army. Their conversation gets interrupted by the front desk, calling, saying that Peter has a package. Peter tells him to send the guy up. So Charlie comments on the late hour of the delivery, and they realize that it's a little too late, you know, to be getting deliveries, and that Peter just gave an invitation. They turn to, not, to see the now vampire version of Ed standing in the room dressed like a delivery man. Ed gets a call from Jerry tell, and invites him on up. 
Peter then breaks a glass case, pulls a crucifixion nail, stating that it's lethal to vampires. And I love it because Ed's like, ooh, yeah, old school. <laughs> he goes, but you'll have to get pretty close to use it. And then Peter just screams and runs for his panic room. <laughs> Ed tries to get him, but he reaches in as the door slams shut, cutting off Ed's arm. Amy and Charlie run while Ed taunts Peter. They find Ginger laying dead and the control panel to the elevator ripped out. So now they got to find another way out. Cut to Jerry showing up and murdering the guy at the front desk. And again, we see he doesn't show up on camera for whatever fucking reason. Although this de- this brings like an interesting point in because the guy at the front desk does point blank tell him like you need to sign in. True. And why would Ed be allowed to invite him up? Was it because Ed was already in? Because Ed's the one that says, oh, yeah, come on up. Yeah. That, so I mean, that's there's there seems to be some some gray area here. They're playing fast and loose with these rules. <laughs> but back upstairs, Ed stalks the hotel room looking for Charlie and Amy talking about how he can smell their fear. And I love this because they're hiding behind some shelves and they just shove it over on Ed. And I, lo- I love his reaction because he just goes, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> it just gets clobbered like his his reaction was great. So Charlie tells Amy to run and he and Ed begin fighting. Charlie gets an axe and try, it's like, I love it because he's trying to hit Ed and he's just like flipping around like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> he's just all over the fucking place. And eventually uh, he catches Ed in the neck, partially severing his head, but not getting all the way through the bone. Meanwhile, Amy gets a gun and loads it with silver bullets as Jerry slowly walks up behind her. She shoots him several times and he laughs it off, telling her werewolves. She then grabs a chalice filled with holy water and says vampires and splashes it on his face, causing him to burn and shriek. I got because... made me laugh. What's that? That part made me laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah, the way she delivers it is actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that sound he makes, that like high-pitched meh. Kind of oh. <laughs> he fucking sounded like a the bitch Anakin Skywalker from part three. <laughs> <laughs> she had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah see my question is why the fuck is there just a goblet of holy water sitting there how did she know it was holy water too? <laughs> right <Not Like>. too. <laughs> <laughs> because he's got a room full of weird shit that's why hey for, he's got a movie for all yeah. she knows it could have been like a goblet of his pee right Speaking of which, I I need to call back to something that I meant to point out a while ago. <laughs> there there is some there is a throwaway line uh, yeah. in in the uh, Peter Vincent introduction scene that really really stuck with me through the movie because he's standing there with the bottle after he says Midori me, and he's mm. just like stuff tastes like pee, but I'm hooked on it. Uh, <laughs> and then later yeah. on, you get a good close up shot of it, and it's bright fucking green. Yeah, whose pee is that bright green? <laughs> wait, 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 is that normal? Guys, is that normal? Is that how pee is supposed to look? Because if so, I need to go see a doctor. Like, is <laughs> it, is Peter Vincent pissing ecto-cooler? <laughs> I mean, yes. If so, should we be, like, I mean, she's dead now, so it doesn't matter, but should we have been concerned for Ginger? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's many reasons why we should have been concerned for Ginger, but 
she seemed to have liked it, kind of. You know. Oh, she oh she likes the green pea. <laughs> yeah. She she liked it. It wouldn't have stuck around that long if she hadn't liked it. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Ginger likes the emerald shower. <laughs> <laughs> the emerald shower. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Again, if we name <laughs> these are all good names for Count Creepyhead. Oh, man, write, write these down. Write all these down. Write all these down now. Emerald shower. Uh, see, see again. I'm picturing like a Randy from South Park moment where he's just like, "Oh, she got an emerald shower." <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> oh man! But so Ed gets the upper hand in the fight with Charlie and tackles him and begins trying to bite him, and then suddenly, blammo! Amy whacks him in the face with a mace, sending him flying. And she tells Charlie that uh, Jerry is there and they need to go. Ed stands up and starts coming for Charlie. He takes one last look at his friend and stakes him, killing him. Amy and Charlie escape down the stairwell as Jerry heals up and gives chase. Now we get the whole club scene from the original, and it's so much worse. I hate like, it. Because they, <sighs> they don't touch butts. I, they don't touch butts. The music sucks. Like, there's I nothing think one good. of those go-go dancers is pregnant, too, which is all power to you, Mama. <laughs> you know, you got to make the money, but, like... They don't Ugh. touch butts. They get they get <laughs> separated. No dance sequence. Right, but they, they get separated because someone yells out free t-shirts and starts hucking them into the crowd. You know, everyone's like, oh my god, a free t-shirt. Ah, fuck everybody. You know, uh, Jerry gets a hold of Amy because he was hiding in the rafters. He didn't just walk into the crowd and like, you know, seduce his way through like Jerry did in the original. And but, they don't touch butts. No, there's no butt touching. <laughs> You know, no, none, none at all. He grabs Amy and, you know, basically tells her, uh, I forget what he said, something about turning her. And then he cuts himself and rubs it on his lips and kisses her. And security, or Charlie tries to get security to stop him. And he's like, looks like she's liking it, buddy. Get the fuck out. So they throw Car- Carly, yeah, throw Charlie out of the club. Ruth had an excellent point, uh, excellent point right here where she asked that. Uh, why didn't he just say she was underage? They would have been all over it. Right. Right. It's, uh, and you know, like the original had that cool, like mirror scene where it's like, she was dancing with nobody. Like, and they touched just... butts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's no Colin Farrell penis. Yeah. yeah. The scene is missing so much, but we cut to Peter's, uh, Peter's room where we see him getting ready to skip town. Charlie they shows all of a sudden has a tracksuit. <laughs> right. Charlie shows up and tells him that Jerry got Amy and that he doesn't know if she's alive or dead, but he's going to go after her. He tells him either I'm going to end him or he's going to end me. That's how it's going to be. And you're going to come with me. Peter... And then Peter Vincent pauses and says, my mother's name was Martha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole scene bothers me so bad. He tells them there's no fighting, only surviving. And we get the backstory that Peter's parents were killed by a vampire. And he convinced himself that it was all in his head, that monsters are easier to believe in when you're a kid. But now he knows the truth. And he explains to Charlie that he's not a coward, he's a realist. And the only reason he survived the first time is because he had enough sense to hide. Also, this is why my pee is green. (laughs) 
and this Charlie could have easily been slipped in earlier. Like this could have like just been like, hey, you know, he once blah 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 fought off vampires, and now he's here on stage fighting them again for you. You know, shit like that. <laughs> you know, but I feel like it was just such an unnecessary addition to the plot. Like there was no reason for it. Like. Couldn't it have been something like he was interested in the occult his whole life? He built a career on it, like, you know, out of illusion, all that. And now he sees, holy shit, it's all real. It actually exists. And like, you know, like have a chance to do something real in his life instead of being an illusion. Like that fit the character more than my parents were killed by vampires. Like it just, it felt so tacked on. I hate it. But he goes, so you bail on people. I get it. My dad was like that. But I don't want to live to tomorrow if you're the type of man I'll be. And I'm like, ah, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's such bad dialogue. <laughs> so Charlie goes to leave. Peter stops him and gives him a stake that was blessed by St. Michael. He tells him that if, it kill, if he kills Jerry with it, all his victims will turn human again. Again. Or so the story goes. But why, why Why? is that necessary? Because we right. already know in a lot of vampiric lore that the master vampire, if it's killed and, you know, their victims haven't. No, like... no, no, no. Because this, uh, this is different. This is a different vampire. <laughs> it's a diff- different it's, rules. It's a Remember? Mediterranean vampire. Yes. Uh, you know, it needs a cross. Uh, needs because... a stake that has a special blessing because. The He's color a, of the flag and the color of the country. It's after. gotta be a steak that looks like his penis. <laughs> I should not have taken a sip of my coffee right then. Holy shit. <laughs> and then he hands him the, the steak and says, right, you just have to stick this in the vampire. It'll go ding when there's stuff. <laughs> well, and that's oh, the we're, we're mixing way too many fandoms. <laughs> <laughs> He goes on to basically say, like, you know, how am I going to get, you know, that close to, or how am I going to get close enough to stake him? And he goes, light him on fire. A vampire on fire isn't thinking clearly. Clearly, He goes, he's on fire. How do I get close enough to stake him? And he goes, fuck. <laughs> so we cut to Charlie waiting with his mother in the hospital room until sunrise. Now we get the preparation montage, because you got to have a montage. He goes to like a military store and buys like all this shit. And I love it because the, the just like the fat old guy at the counter is looking at him and he goes, gonna kill a vampire. He goes, good for you. <laughs> just starts ringing him out. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that, uh, that interaction. That Would was, have enjoyed I, it more if as he was setting the stuff on the counter, we heard, rock until you drop. <laughs> Dance until <laughs> your feet fall off. Rock until you drop. that's what this movie was missing a kick-ass song written about the movie (laughs) oh man so now charlie shows up at jerry's house with a bunch of gear including stakes crossbow flashlights crosses and a very particular looking outfit which we'll get to more on later okay um um what time of day is it again because the other day it was hopping out in these streets true (laughs) Now there's True. nobody. You don't think anyone's going to be standing there looking at the burning building? Right. In the, their burnt, the burnt out husk of his house? <laughs> we we have already established that it is yes o'clock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that movie has to movie. So, you know. But uh, 
So he, I, I love this. He goes in the house and then starts breaking out the windows. Don't you think you would have just like been like, fuck it and start hucking rocks at all the windows in the house before you go in? Like, why give them a chance to hide in the shadows? I, I didn't think, I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, dude, bust out the fucking windows first. I have I have issues with something else in a little bit, but I don't know. Until of that. they drop. Exactly. <laughs> so he goes in, starts breaking out all the blacked out windows, makes his way to the hidden cells looking for Amy. He finds her, but suddenly she's taken before he can open the door. He gets the cell door open and she's gone. He goes back out into the house and runs into Peter, who decided that he's gonna come and help him. He goes, I didn't want to be a man like me either. So I've come to kill some vampires. <laughs> he rips open his jacket. And he's got all these freaking stakes and crosses and whatnot. Penises. So, <laughs> penises, yes. He go, they go back to the, the cell and uh, Peter points out it's a, a trap door or like a trap door in, the, in the, the floor. He goes, I use them all the time in my show. He goes, you going down? He goes, see, like a great date. You get me drunk enough and I'll try anything. And he jumps down the hole. So I have an issue with this. This is where I have an issue. Because it's are the those... second floor? Yeah. Those cells are on the second floor, and they drop into the basement. And we've seen the layout of that house. There's nowhere. No way. There's... Mm-hmm. Um, they drop straight through. I, I had the exact same thought. But I was like, okay, we see that there's, like, a whole section of that basement, or quote-unquote basement area, that looks like it's the first floor of the house. It's not. It's not because he's talking about how he had to tear out that concrete in the basement. Right. But when they Listen. climb up, but when they climb up out of the hole, there's like hallways that look like it's not in the basement anymore. No, so I, I, listen, I, I, okay. I've got an easy answer for both of you. Okay. When they drop into the trap door, they drop onto a spiral slide that goes around, <laughs> which is why you don't see a direct drop. Oh, uh, well, you don't know you yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm still saying that is the basement because yeah. the washer and dryer down there. And they make a clear point of showing the washer and dryer. It's very confusing. It vampires vampires have to wash their dirty laundry too, guys. It's well, all has, those it's all those cum stains. He, he has to he has to wash the, the clothes of all of his victims so he can hang them up in his closet and pr- play pretend later. <laughs> I'm a policeman. People <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah so uh, they're they're down in the basement area it's the basement where there, there's no longer a first floor of the house it's just it's gone um so clearly the nest and they hear amy calling for charlie so they go to investigate and peter goes you know this is a trap right and he goes oh i'm counting on it they make their way down to the room at the end of a long hall charlie opens the door and goes in Jerry drops from the ceiling, separating Peter and Charlie and locking Charlie in the room, saying she's all yours. He then turns his sights on Peter. and We find out he's the one who killed Peter's family because of course he was. Who didn't see that coming? And he goes, welcome to Fright Night for real. (laughs) (laughs) Roll credits. Uh, Oh, (laughs) oh, it was such a bad like. And the way the way he says it is totally just like, uh, oh, God, with that. Sudden drop, and he's just like, Welcome to Fright Night for real. Oh, it was like it was a clunky line of dialogue in the original movie, but they made it work. 
Here, it's just really bad. You know what it reminded me of is, has everyone here seen the first G.I. Joe film, the first live-action G.I. Joe film? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I only saw it once, so uh, I yeah, well, anything about it. I, I Yeah, I've only seen it once as well, but there's one line that is burned forever into my memory. When they've defeated Cobra, and Heavy Duty is, like, leading them out of the underwater lair, and he just goes, Yo, Joe! Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the most blase delivery. Like, do I really have to say this? Oh, Joe. <laughs> like, that's how this line felt to me. Welcome Friday night for real. Like, it was so bad. Ugh. Welcome to Fright Night for real. <laughs> Look, Look at my, my Colin Farrell penis. <laughs> <laughs> we were all thinking it. What? <laughs> Jerry taunts Peter and slowly comes for him as Peter backs away, shooting at him and missing. He eventually falls. What was he shooting at him? (laughs) From his penis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he shoots penises later. (laughs) Yeah. But and it malfunctions. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you when you get to be a certain age, I mean. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But he falls back into the the dirt floor nest room, whatever. And I love this because. Forget Jerry picks up a pebble and flings it at him in 3D and it cracks I mean, into the throws, skull. Who throws a shoe? Really? <laughs> right, that's what it felt like. Because <laughs> he's like, a pebble? Did you just throw a pebble at me? And we get the single drop of CGI blood that was almost as bad as the drop of blood in Blade. <laughs> God, it was bad. <laughs> and it hits the dirt and awakens the Legion of Vampire Minions. Peter attempts to fight them off until his equipment malfunctions and he goes, fucking eBay. He's like shooting the stake gun. Which, which that seems like that should have been out of blade though. Right. <laughs> I was that, that felt very Hellboy to me. Like that felt <laughs> like something true. that the BPRD yeah. would use. Like I, I, I liked that. But meanwhile, in the cell, we see Charlie finding Amy. And of course she's turned because, you know, we have to do that scene again. And it's nowhere near as good as the original. It's it's not even mildly creepy. It's just like, oh, look, CGI face. Okay, moving on. Like, it just wasn't good. So yeah, she- why why bother keeping that iconic look? Right. Only to butcher it. And you it- didn't even grow her hair longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't really need to in this one, because she already had long hair. <laughs> but still, well, she has this- been full like Crystal Gale of... Ve- <laughs> This is that thing I've bitched about about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where it's like all the stuff that was new in that movie. I enjoyed all the stuff that they tried to redo from the original bothered me because it's like you're not doing it anywhere near as good as it was in the original. So why are you trying like stop trying to mimic that scene if it's coming off so crappy like just do something new with it and like this this movie is guilty of that as well. So wait till we get to next week's movie. Ooh, I got a lot to say about that one. But um, so Charlie stakes Amy in the belly, purposely not killing her, and then escapes the room to go for Jerry. Out in the main chamber, Peter is being overwhelmed by the vampires who are now feeding on him. Charlie grabs a shotgun and begins shooting the ceiling, letting rays of sunlight pour into the basement, burning some of the vampires and allowing him and Peter to hide in the sunlight. The vampires surround them, including Mark, who's like, hey, I'm a vampire now. <laughs> it's like, it seemed like a total afterthought. I'm the I remember, man. I was in this movie too. 
<laughs> and then Jerry looks down and says, I play the banjo too. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. Hey, you know what? The Jerry guy over there, I fucked him. Filthy. <laughs> I saw his penis. <laughs> he showed me my nesting place. Um, I've been living in the dirt in the walls. <laughs> So I love this because Jerry's taunting them, being like, did you really think you were going to come in here with your little crossbow and put down 400 years of survival? And I do like that there's this one bit of physical comedy that cracks me the fuck up every time. Is it, like, is it him he, hissing at yes. the spear? <laughs> he's slowly like like playing Twister around the beams of light. And then he gets to the one side that he just goes <laughs> like a pissed off cat. And I lose it every time. He really, it's very much like a cat hiss, like he's pissed, and then goes right back to being Jerry. <laughs> oh, man. So he explains to them how eventually they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to come out because the sun will go down. And he's like, we can wait. And Peter begins to smoke, like, like literally smoke starts coming off of him. He goes, he's like, I'm starting to smoke. And he goes, you're starting to turn. Then Amy comes in, Jerry starts making out with her, and Peter's like, oh, tough luck, mate. <laughs> That cracked me up. He's like, ah, sorry about your woman. (laughs) Peter goes to light a cigarette and Charlie says, got a light. He then pulls a hood on, puts on goggles and he goes, that's your plan. He goes, actually, it's your plan. So Peter uses the lighter to light Charlie on fire because he's wearing that gas. Exactly. Like, yeah, nobody smelled. Nope. Nobody went "Hmm, awfully a lot of gasoline smell going around in here. Like, what's who's that? Which one of you piss? Who who's pissing petrol? Right. Also, for as long as they were in there, yeah, like that, a, a good degree of that gas would have evaporated. Yep, there's a lot of problems with this because the other problem is when you're on fire like that. Like, it's not like he had a respirator on. If he breathed in, he would die. Mm-hmm. Yep, it would have ignited the oxygen in his lungs. He would be dead. And they're wrestling around for a while. So, because Charlie gets lit on fire, he rushes Jerry, and he has, like, a little, like, hook and and cable on his belt. He hooks it onto Jerry. Onto what? I don't know. I'm going to guess his nesting place. I think Um, he, like, circled it around him, and you just didn't see it. I think he hooked hooked it to his penis. Yeah. (laughs) Which, this had potential. This part really did have potential, and then they fucked it up with the CGI. Oh, Uh. So they start wrestling around on fire and they're flinging all over the place. They're bumping into the ceiling, breaking more of the ceiling. So sunlight's coming down. You know, then Peter grabs the shotgun, beats the shit out of one vampire and starts shooting more holes in the ceiling. And they, they land in the sunlight. Jerry starts burning. Peter throws Charlie the stake. He stakes it into the giant overexposed CGI heart. The vampire essences start to leave all the victims in wisps of smoke. They all they, they we get the one the one slow-mo shot of vampire Jerry face in close-up because we have to do that in a 3D movie. And then all the smoky vampire essence slams into him and he explodes. And Peter quickly puts Charlie out with a blanket. We have the happy moment where Charlie realizes they won. Peter kisses him, and then Amy kisses him. And then we get the moment of of freaking marco that was a fucked up night it's like uh why why are you even a character in this movie <laughs> we cut to peter's hotel room charlie and amy are about to get down to the hibbity dibbity but mom calls to check in 
They talk for a minute. She's like, oh, I'm monster free. Everything is fine. Ha ha. Like, hey, remember, I'm a character in this movie, too. <laughs> I sure hope you're not taking your penis out right now. <laughs> he gets off the phone. Then Peter comes in. He goes, if you're naked, I'm absolutely going to look. He goes, I forgot my phone. And he goes, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which doesn't narrow it down. Just mini golf and sushi. And I was like, what's wrong with mini golf and sushi, damn it? <laughs> I agree with half of that statement. <laughs> Which half turned into this week's creepyhood. Exactly. <laughs> Peter leaves. Charlie and Amy begin, begin kissing. Freeze frame, blood splatter, credits, the end. Fuck Again, that ending. It's not. I, I kind of like the credit sequence. I will say that. I would kind of like. And, but, and again, this this was a tropey credit sequence of that era. Yeah. You know, like the the rock music with the the montage moments of like little moment from the, the, from the actual film. Freeze frame. Like, blood across the screen with credits. Like, I believe they did that in 30 Days a Night. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's just not fun. Like, it's a serviceable film. There's just really nothing that is exciting about it. And, and I will maintain that I think if they weren't constrained to making it Fright Night, it would be fun. Right. I mean, it, it fits in with th that era of vampire films. And it's like, I mean, I don't think it would be memorable any way you cut it. I mean, even if it wasn't Fright Night Remake, I still don't think it would be very memorable. I think it would be like, wasn't there another movie that was kind of 30 Days of Nightish where the vampires had giant mouths and shit? Yep. You know, I feel like it would have just been, oh, yeah, that movie was fun. Or that movie was okay. <laughs> you know? I don't think it would have been something that, that people would have like, remembered like it wouldn't have really been a, a huge hit and it really wasn't so <laughs> and then did anyone here see the sequel i actually have not i did not know there was one it's funny because it's it's fright night 2 has nothing to do with this in any way shape or form it's basically a third remake or a second remake i should say um and not a remake of, of fright night 2 like it's not remaking the original Fright Night 2, and it's not sequelizing this film, but it's still called Fright Night 2. <laughs> it's honestly more entertaining because it's so bad that it's like, holy shit, really? Like, it's one of those movies that you're going to laugh at because it's awful. And because of that awfulness, it's entertaining. <laughs> so I feel like I like that better than this. Interesting. Um, the one thing I will say that I really liked about the sequel is they have more bat-like abilities. And, like, there's a straight-up Daredevil thing where, like, the, the main vampire chick is, like, using echolocation. I'm like, all right, that's kind of fun. I haven't, I haven't really seen that in a vampire movie before. But, yeah. So we, we did mention some of the, the trivia, like the, the whole, uh, you know, he couldn't connect to the character because they don't have any soul. <laughs> there was also apparently a thing where he requested a monologue in Latin saying how it would be menacing. And he actually got a Latin tutor to teach him the monologue and studied the language on set. And it never made it to screen. <laughs> they were like, no, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, it, uh, this is IMDb bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. But the in the early. Thing? Yes. <laughs> In the early stages of development, Heath Ledger was considered for the role of Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were just trying to hype the movie up 
with that. Yeah. Um, while shooting the pool scene, Colin Farrell got a bit overzealous and accidentally punctured the uh, Christopher Plass's uh, stunt double with prosthetic fangs. Again, I don't know if I buy that. I find that believable. Colin, from <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've yeah. heard a, I, a lot of reports of Colin movie. Farrell getting intense on set. Ah, see, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, just just in general, um, I don't remember who, but he, like, th- I do remember there being a scandal with him, like, accidentally cutting someone as bullseye. Oh, shit. Uh, like, it was it was one of those, like, so, yeah, like, he, he is one of those actors that has a history of going a little bit overboard with his roles. Okay. Um, so, puncture, I'm not sure, but... Uh, actually bite yeah i believe yeah and so that's the thing like okay i, I could buy that it, it's the whole puncturing with the fangs like eh, really all right i mean now if it was uh what's his nuts don help me out douchebag mcgee from morbius <laughs> oh, oh leto. god jared yeah. leto him i could believe i could believe he would stab the person and then be like what i'm method acting well did you see what he was wearing at the met gala he probably did scab stab somebody <laughs> I, I I hate him. Yeah, uh, but, yeah I mean, overall, there, there's not a whole lot of trivia on this. It, it, it's it's stuff, like I said, that we mostly mentioned already. Um, there is, uh, the, there's a list of Evil Ed's vampire kit, which includes wooden stakes, holy water, crosses, rosary beads, garlic, a Bible, a leather neck guard, a wooden spear, water guns, flashlights, mirrors, torches, and torch fuel. So Still what low. was what is in every vampire movie horror kit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only his was a duffel bag instead of a cool leather case. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and and as Josh said, it had probably had a dildo. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, well, the, go. It was hidden with the stakes and so a there, copy of a copy of Lisa Loeb's Stay because he's got to carry his mom's <laughs> music. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, so. Overall, I don't think that I will watch this again unless by some miracle Caleb really gets into horror movies and wants to watch it. You know, I don't see myself watching this again. But what do you guys think? Any any final thoughts on Fright Night? I mean, I still like it, but it'll probably be a while till I see it again. <laughs> yeah, like I I enjoy it as like I said, I enjoy it as like a weird 2011 vampire movie. I don't like it at all as a Fright Night remake. Yeah, uh, but but I do like the all of the actors, most of the actors' performances. Yeah, see, uh, I I like the actors. I don't really care about their performances just because I feel like the material they were given. It's like you really couldn't do anything great with that. Well, that's that's exactly like I feel like some of them shine with how little they're given because they just like chew it. Yeah. Up. Okay, that's a good point. Um, like, well, I don't like McLovin as Evil Ed. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised we didn't bring that up even sooner. Uh, <laughs> I, I do absolutely uh, love his performance once he's a vampire. Yes. Like, yeah. once they once they give him something to really, like, once they give him ch- scenery to chew, then he's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as I just don't like it as Fright Night. And, and that's the thing. If I want to watch Fright Night, I'm going to watch Fright Night one or two like that. Those I'm going to I'm still going to go back to those two, because after all these viewings so many years later, they're still entertaining to me. 
you know? So it's like, if I really want to watch uh, the, this story, that's what I'm going for. I also feel like it, and I know this is very true of the time, mm. um, but I, I really do feel like whereas the original had, whether or not it was intended, who really knows, but it, it had a consistent uh, weird homoerotic overarching tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one consistently had like a weird, like forcing myself on you in an uncomfortable way tone. Yeah. Uh, which it, because uh, like, I get it because of the time that's the way, like a lot of movies portray sexual relationships at the time. Uh, it does make it seem very dated, but it also just like, it takes away from the fun, playful nature that they're trying to achieve. Right. I blame it all on the lack of Billy Cole. (laughs) That, that genuinely did affect it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I just, I really, I'm struggling guys. Like I I can't really find much. I like about it other than the cast. (laughs) Maurice, what about you? Any, any final thoughts on this movie? Yeah, I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. yeah, that's a that's a final thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, for uh, for those of you not following us on the social media, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter, and what is that, good sir? At Boogeyman's the. Thank you very much. Uh, by the time you hear this, we will have our May giveaway up and running. Um, it's probably going to be our last one for a little bit. I think we're going to take a couple months break on that just to kind of uh, restock the prize closet because it's getting a little thin. Um, but we do have some some new prizes coming along the way. So uh, look for that. We'll probably re- reinstate it maybe in the fall and then go forward. But this month will be a big prize pack. So if you're looking to win some goodies, check out the social media. Uh, we also have a Patreon, as mentioned several times in this episode, where <laughs> you're going to have some interesting uh, conversation. I won't ruin what that is, but if you are one of the patrons, definitely check out the unedited oh. episode. Oh, if you've been listening to the episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's uh, it's Boogeyman's Closet on Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes, as well as an exclusive episode every month, only available on Patreon. Higher tiers get you stuff like art in the mail and the ability to pick episodes and all that. Uh, we are part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com where you can find other podcasts similar to this, um, such as uh, a little podcast me and Josh do with our friend Mike O'May. Josh, you want to tell them what that is? That is Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, where we talk about all sorts of fun, I, I want to say all sorts of fun things in general, because uh, it really... It is not limited to toys. We go this is true. everywhere. This, this this is very true, guys. I um, know from firsthand. It know, is a it is a pop experience. culture geek pop culture geek show extraordinaire. So look us up uh all fun places you can find podcasts at Count Creepyhead Saturday morning monster mash. That is Count Creepyhead with a K on Creepyhead. Indeed. Creepyhead. <laughs> <laughs> And also, if, if on, you need if you need a good way to remember it, just think of Colin Farrell's penis. Count creepy head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and also on that uh, Red Pantheon, we can you can find uh, Josh's other work with Pickman's Vinyls, which so. will be active sooner rather than later with this impending move. Indeed, you can, 
You can also find all the information you need to know about Global Milk 3000. Yes, <laughs> which I did tag you in a, in a, in a TikTok or, uh, earlier, Don, where someone commented on the Global Milk picture, and I asked if you wanted to expound. I responded. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, check out Rad Pantheon. Is that like dairy that milk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dairy milk. It's 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 global milk. It is. <laughs> Global milk just is. Uh, but for those of you that like to watch our next movie before we cover it, I'm I'm already just going to say I'm sorry. Um, it's episode 143. It's the Amityville Horror from 2005. Oh, the beard. <sighs> <laughs> this is another one of those films that I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, And it will with... be mostly about a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and I'm not talking about the one on Ryan Reynolds' face. Oh! Oh! I, I, I'm convinced that that is the reason that that movie is remembered fondly. <laughs> is the beard. Yes. But with that, we're going to take off here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. See ya. You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> Colin Farrell's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you. Thank you.